0: Michael Bisping, everyone. Michael, what do you think of the reception? They were all on their feet when you came in. Obviously, they're here to see you, the Manchester guy. How's it feel? Thank you all so much. It means the world to me. When I found out this fight was happening at 5 in the morning, I was a little worried, you know, because that's a big ask, 5 in the morning to come watch a fight. So. I thought ticket sales might struggle, but you guys didn't let me down, you, you know, it sold in six minutes, so, and I know, before you all start, about the people, you know, the fake blaggers on the tickets, but, uh not my fault, but thank you all for so- showing support over these years, it means the world to me, the reception I get every time blows me away, um, I'm just one of you guys, you know what I mean, just managed to, uh, be successful, you know what I'm saying? Excellent, let's get right into these media questions, because you just put on quite a workout. We just get to take a couple questions
1: over here. Mike? Okay. Hey, uh, just so much online here, Michael. You know, hometown, uh, first hell defense can set the record for most wins in UFC history. Just list goes on and on. Is that something that provides just more motivation than you've ever had going into a fight, or is it pressure?
0: You know, I'll be honest you man, I know the rule is never take the mic, but we could do this all night, I know, my, my bad. Um, to be honest, that's not something I've ever really thought about, you know, I haven't thought my motivation in this camp is to, you know, um, have the most wins in UFC history and all these types of things. That's all well and good, that's very, it's nice, it's nice to have those titles, and of course it's nice to be world champion. But I'm just I, I'm trying to win my fights, that's motivation enough. Dan Henderson's is going to try and knock me out gonna knock me out cold in front of all you guys. I don't need any more motivation than that. Um, the belt is lovely but at the end of the day it's just a little trinket. Yeah it's nice. I'm proud to be the first British champion and I want to stay that for a long time. But my motivation is to put on a part of the show
1: for you guys. And just to follow up, uh, I asked a similar question to Dan earlier, just about rematches. I know you've said you don't really look at this as a rematch, but you had your first one of your career last time against Rockhold, obviously went very well for you. Uh, how do you prepare differently when you're fighting a guy for the second time? To be honest, I haven't
0: um, really changed anything, you know. I mean, I, I work hard all the time with my team over there. Big shout out to all of them, Jason Prillo, up, Fink, Manchester's Darren Morris, Paramount Sports Management. Um, I wear my ass up all the time. I believed I was a better fighter then, and I believe I'm a better fighter now. Now, of course, he beat me last time, and God bless him. Good for him. You know, it was a bad night at the office for me, it was a good day at work for him. You know, th- that's the way it goes. Um, this time, I'm not overtrained. I was overtrained massively in that first fight. This time, I'm feeling good, mate. I'm feeling good. Look at me. I'm like lightning. Don't worry about me, pal. Worry about Dan Henderson.
1: And uh, last thing for me. Uh, I know your coach, Jason Perlow, predicted you winning via head kick, Uh, what's your prediction on the record here?
0: Well, it could be a head kick, it could be a right hook, it could be left hook Larry once again, Um, it could be, you know, listen, I'll take a win anywhere I can take it, but make no mistake, I'm looking to finish this guy, simple as that. You guys don't want to see me going out there and outpointing him, I want to punish this guy. He knocked me out, he gave me another dig, good for him, you know, well done. I'm going to knock him out, believe you me, and then I'll help him up off the canvas, because I'm not, a, I'm not a thug, I don't do that, you know what I mean? But I'll knock him out, believe you me, he's going to be out cold. <laughs> nice one, cheers guys. Next. It's been, it's been here. Uh, obviously, you know, that knockout that you are talking about back at UFC 100, obviously back in 2009, since then you've had lots of ups and downs, but how would you say you've developed as a fighter since that time up to now? you know I mean obviously physically I've got better um, you know I understand the fighting game a little bit more but I think the main thing that I really... I mean, of course, everybody works on the skill set. Everybody wants to get better at boxing, at kidboxing, at jiu-jitsu and all these things. But this controls everything. The mind controls everything. It's such a physical sport. But if you're, your mind's not correct, then you're not performing to the best of your ability. And I wasn't. In that first fight, I watched it back now and I was so skittish. I was—I look at it. I'm disgusted. I watched it once and I was embarrassed. Um, it's a ter- it was a terrible performance. But since then, Jason Perillo has worked really hard on the, the mental side of things, controlling my emotions. You know, I used to get very worked up and very angry. I still do that now and again, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to control my emotions and uh, that's paying off. That's why I beat Anderson Silva. That's why I beat Lou Rockhold. That's why I beat Dan Henderson. At any of those kind of low points, uh, you know, after that, would you ever have imagined that you would have been here, you know, UFC 204 in Manchester? Well, you know, I mean, any fighter any sportsman anyone that does anything they want to be the best at it and i always wanted to be world champion um you know and i never stopped trying i never you know i lost you know some number one contender matchups but i dusted myself off got back on it and uh you know here we are today world champion so you know you never give up never give up you know that's all i can say you know uh Yeah, there was times over the years where I thought maybe it weren't going to happen, but I was happy because still taking care of my family, still competing in a sport that I love, still in a very fortunate position, but I still always wanted to be world champion and, as I say, bit of luck, I got there. I don't know, actually, I said as I walked on, I said I should have my belt here. I have no idea. It's somewhere. What's that? I don't know where it is, mate. Do we have a belt? Oh, do you got a belt on? Yeah, I know I should have. Uh, oh, not for long. Yeah, good one, mate. All right,
1: Michael. <coughs> yes. Saturday night, Sunday morning. There's going to be eight British fighters fighting, including yourself. This is such a special city, Manchester. It's got a fighting spirit. How important is it for you to not only bring the belt here to Manchester, but to be headlining this event and your role in having so many fighters be part of this?
0: Well, it's amazing to be here now and seeing all these English fighters on the card. England has the best fighting talent in the world, you know, and it was only a matter of time before we had a world champion. Whether it was me or someone else, it was always going to happen. After a Big Rock Hall, Dana called me up, offered me this fight, and uh, he said he offered me a few different places. Cardiff, London, Manchester. I said, it's Manchester mate, simple as that, simple as that. I said, it's not even, there's no discussion. I'm from just down the road, I'm from Clitheroe. 25-minute drive and you're there, you know, Um, yeah, of course, you know, this is the the capital of the north and it's where I'm from and I'd rather be nowhere else right now, to be honest. Nowhere in the world. (laughs) Anyone else? What about the audience? We got any questions out there? Mike. (laughs) Yes. You're in the middle of the arena right now, knowing that in a couple of days it'll be completely full and sold out.
1: How does that make you feel?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of trippy to be honest because I was here a while ago doing some PR and I got a chance to walk around the uh, the stadium and it was completely empty, but it was, you know, it, it's kind of eerie, but also very inspiring at the same time. And I just took a minute to stand there and look up at this fantastic arena that's laid host to so many amazing fights and events over the world and to be here and it's sold out in ridiculous time. Thanks again, guys. Um, is... is uh, it's it's yeah. To answer your question, how does it feel? It feels good. I don't get nervous. You know, I've never been. Of course, I get nervous for the fight, and on the night there will be a bit of that. Of course, anyone that says they're not nervous is either cheating or sorry, lying or stupid. Which I am kind of stupid, but whatever. Um, on the night, I'm not worried about the fight. I'm worried about losing, and that brings nerves. You know, we've all had. You know, we're professional fighters, we choose to do this. We're not scared of the actual fight. We're scared of winning and we're scared of losing. Um, but it feels amazing. It's nice to be in here and uh, soak up the atmosphere a little bit. Considering what this fight means to you, it being in Manchester, your first offence, how do you actually try and keep your emotions in check on fight night? It, it's it's easy. I mean, I've done this for so long. Um, of course, this will be a little different. It's my first time as champion. Um, I'm in pretty much my home city. You know, all these people here want me to win, that brings pressure, apart from that one idiot, wherever he is. Um, but to be honest, I, I do the same thing every time I go find a nice, quiet little corner. I think of all the uh, the journey that I've been on. Every time, you know, I think of the first... My first fight was in a little crappy sports hall for nothing. It was free. It was supposed to be a professional fight, but I didn't get paid. Nice one, Ian Freeman. Um, and then... I just think about everything that I've been through, all, all this journey, and it brought me to here, to this spot. And if I can make it this far, then I can go out there and I can win. Final question. You beat Anderson Silva, you beat Luke Rockhold, if you beat Dan Henderson... When I beat Dan Henderson. When you beat Dan Henderson, are you the fighter of the year 2016? You tell me, buddy. You're the journalist. Yeah. I will say you yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. I yeah, 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 I, I think so. Dan, um, you know, it's been a great year. It's been an amazing year. I'm going to beat... Um, Dan Henderson, whatever his name is. I'm gonna beat him on Saturday. The opponent's inconsequential, it doesn't matter who it is, I'm gonna win that fight. And if GSP wants it in Toronto in December, everybody starts getting drug tested. And all of a sudden I'm world champion. I don't know. Nothing's changed with me, mate. Nothing's changed. I'm still I look the same, I act the same. You know, people say I've got a bit of a dodgy accent these days, and maybe I don't talk the same. Um, but uh, you know, you tell me, mate. All of a sudden, you saw that showing up, drug testing people at random, so either they get caught or they're not doing it. And then all of a sudden, I'm world champion. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe. I think you being world champion now, um, when UKMA is on such a spurt now with a lot of up and coming staff, what do you think you being champion does, and what do you think it means for KMA? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I never think about these things. What have I done? You know, And what does my winning a belt mean to the country and things like that? I, I think uh, if ever I, I start having these thoughts, then someone needs to give me a slap in the face. You know, I used to work minimum wage down the street. You know what I mean? So I don't, I'm just out here trying to look after myself, trying to look after my family, trying to support Great Britain. You know, and, uh, and, and uh, if, if some good comes out of that along the way, great. But I'm not the man to say these things. So that's down to you guys. Um, if, if you want to do that of
1: course uh, michael just a quick follow-up on your comment about uh right here again So a quick follow-up on that comment about gsb is that just you talking or is there anything solid there that no, makes it's you me feel talking like but i've never happen. turned
0: down a fire in my life and if gsb wants to do it then just just you know, call Dana, I know he said he wants 10 million dollars so he's pricing himself up but don't on one hand say I want to fight Bisping and then price yourself out of the market because which is it? Do you want to fight me or don't you want to fight me? I like GSP, nothing against GSP, consummate professional, good guy, nice guy. I know his coaches, good dude but if he wants to fight, <laughs> I've never backed down an opponent in my life and it sure as hell won't start with a welterweight that's been retired for 3 years.
1: And uh, earlier today, Dana White, when doing a radio interview, he basically said that uh, the follow-up shot Dan gave you after uh, you know the initial blow that knocked you down was the biggest foul he's seen in MMA history. Who said it? that? Dana White. Okay. Uh, so like. I know you said, you know, you would have done the same thing to finish the fight. You keep going until the referee pulls you off. But what's your response to that? In well, Dana said that was the biggest foul. That he's seen, yeah, in a fight. But that wasn't a foul. But, no. like, and maybe unnecessary that that was his uh,
0: word. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, fair play. You know, you got to keep going to the referee um, cause the fight, I guess. You know, I, I I don't begrudging for it. Listen, I know what I'm getting into. We sign on the contract, we step in a cage. That says it all. We step into a cage and we're fighting. You know, if I get knocked out and get an extra dig, I signed up for that. So, uh, you know, would I do the same? I don't know. You know, maybe. I, I might do it Saturday night. I don't think I will, but you never know. There's always a possibility. But fair play to him. Michael! Yes. Knock him out! <laughs> nice one! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, come on. Can, can someone give these guys a microphone and pass it around? They've been here all night. I had to put up with Dan Henderson boring you to sleep. <laughs> Vito probably spouting about God. And Musasi doesn't say anything, God bless him. So, you know, finally. Have we got a microphone for these? He's bringing it. He's yes. Bringing it. yes. Yeah, we can. We can do that. I'm, I'm starving, Mike. though. All right, right here, Mike. Big fan of yours, mate. Great to see you, finally the champion. You deserve it. Cheers, mate. Um, after this fight, when you knock Dan Henderson out, Who do you want to fight? Well, you know, it's like this. I mean, I know a lot of people are whining and complaining about the top four, but number one, Rockhold, I just knocked him out. Number two, Chris Wyman just got spanked big time off Rockhold. Three, Jacare, just got beat off Romero, and Romero is suspended for taking steroids. Um, So if one of them can get their act together and win a fight, then I'll fight any of them. Uh, Chris Weinman, um, he's been spouting for a bit, so maybe, uh, who knows, maybe Chris Weinman, if he can win his fight, of course, then uh, I would love to shut his stupid mouth up, because I'm sick of him, to be honest. What's that? Hello, mate. Hi. um, how do you feel to be fighting in your back garden, and
1: um, can you please sign me to track Of
0: course I can, mate. <laughs> Uh, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. I never thought when I started this as a kid, I'd be standing here now doing this. You know, I was about. How old are you? Nine. Yeah. Well, I was eight when I started jiu-jitsu, and uh, you know, my dad's in there somewhere. I think, Dad, where are you? <coughs> Hello, Dad. Um, you know, he used to drive me all over the country and this and that. I never thought he'd take me here. Never in a million years to be fighting here back in Manchester. It's, it's amazing.
1: Thank you.
0: Go ahead, lad. Yeah, go on. Yeah, uh, not right now. <laughs> maybe later. Come on, there's a little bit of a space in between this question. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. No, what do you think? I was thinking of coming out to uh, Wonderwall.
1: it! Uh, don't.
0: All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. The people have spoken. Mike? Yes, mate. Stop over here, mate. I have no in idea. The middle. I'm tr- trying to figure it out. Where it's are done, you? Mate. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Stand up and wave. I know people have been asking you questions all night, and probably sick of asking questions. Just a massive thank you, really, mate. The amount of guys here now that are probably into the UFC since McGregor burst on the scene and things. There's probably lads there that were sat in the middle that have been watching you for the last nine and ten years. Just amazing to see you where you are now mate, you're such an inspiration, thank fair you. point to you, mate. thanks for everything, bringing us to Manchester, good luck tomorrow mate. No, no, that, that, it blows my mind, it does mate, thank you very much, very kind, and uh, yeah, you know I'm just a humble man, to I mean what do I say to that, do you know what I mean, I'm, just, I, I'm lost for words, yeah I'm up here spouting on non-stop, but uh, it blows my mind still to this day and I never take any of it for granted, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: I don't know why I'm shouting, I've got a microphone. You're that guy that's putting alligators on my Instagram, aren't you? Um, listen, Jack has got a fight, young man. If you're not careful, I'll be fighting you next. <laughs> yeah. Steady on, pal. I know yeah. where you live.
1: Yeah.
0: How did it feel watching uh, Lou Rockhold 4 when you hit him with that left hook? Oh, mate, it was the best thing ever. Because <laughs> uh, I was there. You know what? I, I watched watch it, it was... live. I watched it... it live, and when I see
1: you hit him with that left hook, I thought, oh, no.
0: Yeah, I couldn't believe it because I was there. And, um, like, you I could read his movements and then I swung and I hit him and he went down I was like Ooh! Don't rush it and he got back up and then bing I hit him with another one and He went down and I thought he's gonna left on Larry and then I thought he's gonna suck me into some jiu-jitsu match so stay stay careful and then bing 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 next minute John McCarthy was rear naked choking me and I was like wow that was easy easy yeah of course mate yeah In a minute, I'll be over in a sec. Alright, well listen, I've bored you for the go on then. Yeah, 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 I'm coming down now. Well guys, thank you very much. Appreciate it, really do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Megan, hold on.